Hello everyone, my name is Shaina. On today's episode of Marketech Expert Up Close, we're meeting with Philippine-based technopreneur leader, June D. Lasco. He has more than 30 years working in the industry, affiliated with big names such as Fujitsu and the Ayala Group of Companies before venturing out Holly to the tech industry. Despite setbacks in his business journey, our guest ricocheted back on his foot and on his new profound vision in the area of esports. Together, let's discover his entrepreneurial journey and the concepts behind the Filipino-made esports platform, Calero. Let us all welcome June D. Lasco of Calero. Hi, Sir June. How are you? Hello. Hi, Shaina. Thank you very much for having me in this uh, you know, uh, interview. My pleasure. So, sir, first of all, um, congratulations on Calero. It's such a timely, timely launch, you know, not just on the booming industry of esports, but also in this time of the pandemic. So everyone is, there's much more time at home. Everyone is pretty much That's cooped right. up at home. Yeah. So um, this couldn't have been an overnight success. So we'd like to know, like, um, your, your history, uh, your working experiences prior to landing um, establishing theasiagroup.com, the company behind Calero, and eventually launching the esports platform. Well, it, it goes uh, way back, uh, China, uh, because I, you know, finished computer science uh, 1986 at the University of the Philippines. And then after that, you know, I had, uh, uh, you know, uh, a stint, you know, a couple of, a series of stints with the corporate world, starting, as you've mentioned, with, you know, companies like uh, recently Ayala, Ayala group of companies, uh, Fujitsu, prior to that with San Miguel, and then my first job was with the International Rice Research Institute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, such really big names, sir. Um, so in between these really great corporate jobs, so how, when and how did you, when did the idea of putting up your own company, the theasiagroup.com, come about? Okay. Um, again, that's a very interesting uh, question because, you know, from 86 up to around 2010, 2011, uh, again, the, the last job executive role still in the area of technology was with the Ayala Group of Companies. And I was managing like uh, close to 400 uh, tech professionals. And we were doing projects for, you know, uh, companies from Europe, from Australia, Japan, and in Asia. And uh, we were developing, uh, you know, products and solution for uh, these companies, you know, outside of the country. And when I uh, retired or left uh, Ayala Systems uh, specifically, um, I was thinking that, you know, as a next stage, as a next challenge, I need to be able to set up my own company. You know, maybe 20 years in the corporate world is... I was thinking more than enough. <laughs> and yeah. so I decided, you know, to get into uh, setting up my own uh, company. In fact, it's not just uh, one company. It, 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 is, it is a couple of companies. And uh, uh, the first time I established uh, uh, Asia Group uh, was in Singapore as a Singaporean right. company in 2013. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, sir. So that's really inspiring. Um so could you, yeah, could you tell us more about, like, I'm pretty sure putting up your own company has its challenges, right? Of course. Um, so could you tell us more about uh, your journey into putting up the Asia Group.com? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, 
So after after uh, you know leaving uh, Ayala Systems, uh, twenty eleven, I started a company called uh, Top Connection Asia, and it is a you know a technology software development uh, services company. Uh, again, focus on the uh, the markets uh, outside of the Philippines. Uh, because there's some more challenging, you know, kind of projects, and I enjoy, you know, challenging projects in technology. So we had customers from Germany, Japan, and uh, you know, a few other countries outside the Philippines. Uh, that was the the first one, and then um, I also established uh, My Play Asia, which is a technology, uh, you know, expert resourcing company uh, for the Philippine market. And then there was uh, Hello Planet which is a uh, English training online platform uh, together with my Japanese partner and, and just really focus on, on the Japan market. And with these three companies, I then established a, uh, like a holding company uh, in Singapore. And this is, uh, uh, you know, called uh, the asiagroup.com uh, private limited as registered in, uh, in Singapore. So yeah, sir. Um, so you established it as a Singapore company at first. So could you tell us how did it come about to be uh, the Asia Group dot com now? Yeah. Well, um, again, um, you know, the the Asia Group in in Singapore was really meant to be a holding company uh, for the three and other companies that I was uh, planning to uh, establish in the Philippines. Uh, but then, you know, when reality strikes and, uh, you know, the challenges uh, happen, uh, I later on discovered that uh, eventually I had to close uh, all these companies in the Philippines. Uh, and then I also had to uh, to close, of course, uh, the Asia Group because there was no, you know, no uh, company to, to actually be... Uh, you know, the holding company. So everything just uh, really collapsed. And this was around maybe 2017 or no, 2016. Uh, that was like, you know, the, the last part of all of these things that I was trying to build. Um, and then uh, recently, uh, last year, uh, I did... Um, uh, sort of resurrected the Asia Group and registered it as a, you know, a Philippine company with the uh, its registration with the SEC. So, sir, you mentioned um, the three companies that failed before finally putting up the AsiaGroup.com. So, could you tell us more about you know this is very because this is very interesting like in your entrepreneurial journey. So, can you tell us more about the major lessons that you've learned from that experience and that made you ready to establish the asiagroup.com and eventually Calero. Yeah, thank you for asking that question, Shaina. Uh, well, the first one is that, um, you know, your corporate success, your corporate executive uh, roles, you know, no matter how big you have become successful in your corporate life, it's not a guarantee uh, that you can and you will become successful when you, you know, uh, execute and you do your own business. It's not a guarantee, but it is a very good like foundation. It's a very good experience, but don't count too much on it. Uh, and the second point, which is related to the first one, 
uh, is uh, you know overconfidence uh, because of the background that you have in your corporate uh, you know life uh, success successes uh, the tendency is you become you know too overconfident when you're doing your own thing as if you will not make a you know any kind of mistake but uh, if you couple that by you know being a little bit naive about people about you know life about business then it becomes more risky you 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 know combining all of these things you you become uh to maybe uh uh you know arrogant or you know your risk taking becomes too extreme and so on so that's that's uh like you know Uh, the formula for disaster and and the fourth one is the importance of finding the right partners uh your right the right business partners definitely you cannot do it alone but if you have uh your partners who would complement your strengths like in my case my strength is technology you know techno uh software architecture and so on uh but i'm not an expert let's say in sales in you know uh doing business uh, per se then you're able but you're able to get a you know the right partner that complements your your strengths uh that's another major lesson that i've learned uh, uh you know from all of these sort of failures uh, in the past hey sir yeah sir i actually like what you said about um, yeah so it's like either sides of the spectrum overconfidence and naivety because being overconfident can actually be a form of being naive you know and also like you said collaboration with the right partners you know finding yeah. people who complement you so that's really nice um so the esports platform Calero which is actually for those who doesn't know uh that um it's actually a Tagalog term for playmate so that was the first product that you launched with the asiagroup.com so yeah. why did you choose the area of esports yep um you know uh, prior to uh, doing kalaro uh, uh, as a matter of uh, you know uh, training uh, as a professional as a you know corporate uh, executive uh, in the past uh, before you engage into a specific uh, project or startup or you know uh, development of an app or a system uh you really have to scan the industry and that's what i've been uh, doing for the past so many years and on a continuous manner so you take a look at the different trends what what's happening in the different industries and what uh, specific industry is really growing uh you know exponentially and uh you know scan the market as well like is this uh industry uh good for the philippine market for the asian market or for the global market and so on and uh again uh having studied the esports uh, industry in the philippines and in the region and what's available in the market uh it really um uh, concluded to uh me having to start something create something uh that is focused on the needs on the problems uh of the esports industry in the philippines and yeah, specifically also uh you know in the region right right so um what are these we want to know more about um what are these needs and challenges that you've uh spotted so 
what are the challenges that you wanted to solve mm-hmm. in the esports industry here, particularly yeah. in the Philippines? Yeah. Well, uh, the, the first one, uh, and I would say it's even a global uh, challenge, is that uh, the esports industry, uh, with respect to the use of technologies and platforms or systems, is very much fragmented. Uh, this is true anywhere you go, you know, Europe, US, Japan, uh, um, South Korea, China. So basically, in terms of applications or systems, you have uh, silos of uh, systems or information, you know, uh, different systems for doing different things. Like you have a tournament management system, you have a you know, uh, a separate system for registration, let's say, of the players. Uh, you have a separate system for, you know, doing, uh, for streaming and, and so on. So uh, when you go to the ASEAN market uh, and also, of course, the Philippines, you will see that we are very far behind with respect to automation and use of systems versus, let's say, you do. U.S., uh, Japan, South Korea, and China. Uh, there's really no application that uh, integrates uh, all the specific requirements of uh, the esports industry, which can cater or cover the needs, the operational needs, the business needs of, I say, the gamer, the streamer, uh, the team players, the teams, the leagues and the corporate brands that sponsor and, uh, of course, they advertise as well during these events. So there's no single platform like that. So uh, that's why when I conceptualized Calaro, it really became an all-in-one solution or platform for the esports industry. Right, nice, sir. Nice, sir. So I just want to get more in-depth on the the features, on the details of Calaro. So what do you think makes it, you know, I know you've touched on this already, like generally, but like what makes it different from other platforms? What, why should gamers choose Calaro? Let me uh, start by saying that uh, Calaro has its own uh, e-wallet. And this e-wallet is integrated with, let's say, the local e-wallet and banking uh, systems in the Philippines. Yeah. Uh, so we can connect with, uh, you know, Gcash, uh, let's say BPI, Union Bank, uh, 7-Eleven stores nationwide. Uh, and so this is a very powerful component of Calaro. Uh, and there are no foreign-made systems that can easily integrate with uh, the local e-wallets that we have. Because normally they will use, uh, you know, credit cards and, uh, uh, you know, PayPal and, and so on. So localizing a solution that will allow online commerce, online transactions is very important. Uh, when we roll out Calaro to other countries in the region, we will, of course, do uh, another level of localization with respect to the e-wallet implementation. But the core system really of Calarov is um, the tournament management system. So the tournament management system is part of Calaro, uh, an integral, a core part of Calaro. So that starts with the uh, player registration, you know, team formation, 
uh, team registering to a tournament, uh, the tournament organizers setting up the who will play who, the, the team brackets, the leaderboard uh, is being updated as the tournament happens and progresses, and then uh, up to the championship uh, round or the finals. And all throughout this series of competitions, uh, corporate brands can advertise, can sponsor. Uh, you know, they can have a, a very, uh, in, uh, a very, uh, you know, deep uh, uh, interaction and integral, uh, you know, uh, component of the entire tournament uh, uh, cycle. Um, they can sell their products inside Calaro. You know, they have storefronts. The, the corporate brands have storefronts inside Calaro. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, you might be surprised to learn that Calaro also has its own, like, Facebook, its own uh, LinkedIn, its own social media platform, social network platform. Uh, because we want the gamers to interact in one platform. So after the game, they post, like, you know, screenshots maybe or short video clips all inside Calaro. Uh, so that's why I was saying that Calaro is uh, an all-in-one solution for gamers. Um, so right now, sir, I, I want to talk more about many, mo most would um, agree to the more on the negative side of esports. So, you know, sir, I have to be honest, I'm not a gamer yet. Mm, yeah, uh, myself. You know, I, I won't put stop yes. on that. You know, it's still uh -huh. something that I want to like explore. But I do have friends who are gamers. The celebrities that I follow, I found, are actually gamers. Uh -huh. So I'm not entirely um, unfamiliar to this. You know, um, the addiction, the addiction side of esports. So how does Calero plans to address this? Yeah. Uh, there are several fronts uh, that we are doing, and this is really an integral part of, uh, you know, Calaro. Um, uh, the first one is that, uh, like one third, you know, a, a big part of Calaro is really dedicated to uh, supporting uh, the education and well-being of the youth, uh, because we, as a corporate social responsibility, as our own advocacy. And as I have been publishing, you know, uh, in different platforms, uh, that the reason why Calaro exists is really to be able to help, you know, uh, help the youth, uh, help them in their education proactively and so on. But more importantly, I guess, is to help them uh, balance, you know, their passion and love for sports, esports yeah, in today's generation uh, versus or in, in conjunction or, you know, at the same time, uh, focusing on their education and their careers and so on. Uh, for every, uh, like, generation, there is a different kind of, uh, of passion or, or, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's popular during a certain period in time. Uh, like, maybe 30 years ago, it was maybe basketball or, you know, playing billiards in the Philippines uh, because technology wasn't that uh, sort of uh, prevalent during those uh, period in time, maybe 1970s, 80s. But in today's generation of millennials and zennials, it's really all about technology and they love esports and so on. So the, the advocacy really for Calaro is to, uh, you know, uh, have 
the the kids, the youth, uh, you know, the young adults uh, balance their passion for esports and their education and profession. So that's that's very important uh, for us. So, sir, you mentioned that your CSR initiative is focusing on education. So you're supporting the serving students with their education. But please consider esports as a career. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Esports is really huge, uh, you know, especially in the in the European, uh, the US market, and of course in South Korea where it all started, uh, and, and China uh, quite recently. Um, and, you know, esports uh, players, teams, uh, leagues, uh, and other actors or stakeholders in the esports industry, uh, you know, they can really make a, a good uh, living, you know, a career out of uh, their passion for esports. Uh, and Asia, the Philippines, were lagging behind compared to the countries that I mentioned uh, a while ago. Uh, and this is why we created Calaro. Uh, imagine uh, if every day or every week nationwide, you have like, you know, uh, 10 million gamers practicing their, their craft or their game. Uh, and, and by so doing, you know, uh, we create uh, very good athletes or very good e-athletes. Uh, these are the esports players and very good teams. And soon they can compete in the region. They can compete internationally, and they become you know superstars. They become uh, just like any other athlete um, who, who can compete uh, globally. And our dream in Calaro is to have you know several world champions. Uh, uh, in the field of uh, esports, uh, you know, in the, at the international scene. Yeah, wow, sir. Right. So, yeah, um, Filipino champions in esports, right? Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's a really great mission, sir. So, um, so you talked about, of course, we've already talked about the gamers, but also let's, I think, dive more into the other. Um, you know, those that can still, that can benefit from Calero, which is the brands, the advertisers. So, so the esports, the booming community of esports, it's another, it's another opportunity for advertisers to reach out to their audiences. So why should brands work with Calero? Um, that's a really good question. And that is part of our product design, uh, meaning the inclusion of corporate brands, uh, into the platform, and there are several ways that we, you know, accomplish that. Uh, the first one is that uh, corporate brands can have their own, like, uh, account or uh, profile inside the, the platform. They can also, uh, you know, sell. They have storefronts, so they can sell their products. They can advertise. Uh, and the third one is they can um, support uh, or sponsor uh, a team, a player, you know, a league. And uh, by so doing, they get exposure, you know, digital exposure into the platform, social, uh, you know, a lot of uh, digital platform uh, exposures. And then uh, the fourth one is, uh, of course, they can uh, advertise inside the platform. Uh, so the brands can be directly connected to the different stakeholders or actors in the esports industry. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't need to go out. 
like a player can reach out to a, a famous gaming brand inside the platform, ask requests for a sponsorship or support and so on. And uh, the brand can uh, look at the different, you know, players, uh, profiles of the teams and players inside the platform, and they can decide that, okay, this player or this streamer is really good. We would like this person to, let's say, wear our, uh, you know, uh, corporate uh, logo while that person is streaming or, or playing. So, yeah, so... You know, I think anyone who's watching right now really, really can sense and really know that, you know, Calero is really a promising platform. So many things to watch out for, so, so many things to in store for gamers and brands. So what's next for for Calero? What's your next ambition for the platform? So we're, we're releasing our version 1.0 to the public uh, by January. You know, it, this is a very new innovation, a very new product. Uh, we had uh, a couple of months of beta testing and so on. But finally, we'll be able to release our version 1.0 uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but as we know, any platform, it doesn't stop there. Uh, it has to continue to evolve, to grow, and listen to the market. And for us later on to you know, eventually make uh, more enhancements and so on. And that is in the pipeline uh, for 2021. Um, and of course, a nationwide rollout. Uh, but the more interesting would be for us to also start introducing Calaro to our neighbors in the ASEAN region. So there's really a huge opportunity for uh, the ASEAN market to benefit from a platform, an esports platform like Calaro. Because definitely there's nothing out there that is similar to what we have. In fact, if I may share as well, uh, two uh, corporate or uh, leagues have recently migrated to Calaro uh, this month of December. And they've been around for a couple of years and you know they have uh, strong follower, uh, followings and so on. But even if they are, you know, uh, using other platforms before, which is, again, you know, multiple uh, platforms and then integrated manually, uh, you know, they, when they discovered Calaro, they immediately migrated to us. And early January, we will have two more uh, leads that will be joining us. One of them has two million members, and then the other one is a nationwide uh you know, esports platform for amateurs. Uh, amateurs, uh, and so you know, January, December uh, will be really busy, uh, and then uh, for onboarding, you know, these new clients, and uh, I think that is a huge validation that uh, uh, product market fit or the product that we have created is really answering you know the needs, the immediate needs of the market. And so we're excited because of this uh, sort of initial successes that we have been generating. Wow, that's really nicer. Um, you know, I think East Calero is not just putting in the map esports champions, Philippine esports champions, but also in the world of tech. So we're really um, we're gonna watch out for that. The ASEAN. Um, yeah, they see an expansion. A lot of our audiences right now are budding entrepreneurs. And 
maybe more specifically technopreneurs like you, sir, and those that are maybe just looking to enter the tech industry. So I'm, 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 I know that you're the perfect person to say this. So what, what are your tips for people who want to be entrepreneurs in the tech industry? Uh, again, that's a really good question, uh, Shainan. So the first one is that, um, you know, um, you have to sort of perfect uh, your craft or what you're good at, really make sure that you're one of the best, that you have like international level of uh, experience and capability, knowledge and so on. Uh, so that's very important. That's like the foundation. Uh, the second is uh, in terms of uh, values or work habits, uh, you have to be fast. Uh, I, as I always tell myself, uh, speed, creativity, and excellence uh, has always been my motto for the past, I don't know, 15, 20 years. But that's very important. When you see an opportunity, you have to be really fast, uh, but you have to execute it you know, uh, at the level of international level of quality, and that's why excellence is very important. And along the way, you will encounter a lot of failures, a lot of challenges, you know, day in, day out. And that's why you need uh, creativity. Because one problem can have a thousand solutions. And you have to be creative, but you have to be creative to be able to discover all of these solutions and workarounds and so on. And, uh, you know, um, just continue to do what you're passionate about. In my case, it's technology. It's creating business related to technology. Uh, and don't, you know, bother about failures. That's part of it. Uh, and eventually, you know, you'll be able to discover uh, something that you can really be very proud of. And once you have done that, you know, move to the next, you know, try to explore other things that you would want to do and just continue doing it because it's not the end, uh, it's not the destination itself uh, per se that matters. It's really enjoying yourself along the way, no matter what happens. Yeah. So just really enjoy the journey. So that, that's really the very important uh, point that I would like to share. Yeah. Wow. So sticking to your craft, sticking to your passion, enjoying the journey. Yeah. It's not about so much the destination but the journey so yeah thank you for for those words sir and you know what i i of course before coming to this interview i actually visited the esports platform Galero, and i'm mm. i'm very sure that very soon i'm gonna foray into my <laughs> gaming um activity so yeah so thank you sir for those words thank you for your time yeah my pleasure thank you very much uh Shaina. So thank you very much, Sir June, for sharing your entrepreneurial journey and a profound vision for the Philippine esports community. We are very excited with Calero's next steps in broadening up beyond the Philippine market. So this now concludes our second Marketing Experts Up Close. Watch out for our next episodes as we feature more marketing experts to share their personal and never-before-heard strategies on marketing leadership success. If you are a marketing or tech leader, founder, or an agency, and you have a good story or insights to share, we want to hear from you. Please send us an email at experts at marketech-apac.com.